0: Don't take it for granted. Uh, we appreciate you so much for trusting us. We ask you that you would let the word penetrate the heart and mind of those who are struggling with so many issues, who feel like giving up, uh, don't know which way to go. Let your word resonate with them today. They can grab a hold of you and know that everything's going to be all right thank you Lord for your presence in our life. We love you so much. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. The spirit man. So we wrapping up the series the body soul and the spirit. In first Thessalonians chapter five when Paul was writing in verse 23 he says now may the God of peace the God of peace make you holy in every way. In what way? In every way. And may your whole spirit, watch this here, and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ come again. Your body, soul, and spirit. It's important because uh, God gave us those things because we need all of them in order to accomplish his task on earth. I want you to understand something uh, because so many people uh, are so uh, judgmental about people's lives and and they really don't understand uh, what people are going through or what's happening uh, and why God do what he do. But God is always in full control. Uh, God knew exactly what he was doing uh, when he created us. He knew the mission Uh, and he knew the purpose. Uh, He knew the vision, and he knew what he wanted to accomplish. And you are special. And I want you to understand that. You are special. Despite your circumstance, despite the situation you're in, uh, you are special to God. And the beauty, uh, God is always present with you, and God is always present in you. Now, you have some people in some theology and all that. They don't agree with it. That's fine and dandy. right? but I believe it, right? That God is always, you have to understand that he's always present with you and he's always in you. And sometimes the enemy comes in and he comes through people, man, to discourage you, uh, to let you know that you're nobody, you're not going to amount to anything because decisions and choices that you make. Uh, But the thing about human beings is that we all make choices. Some things and some choices we make in life Nobody ever knows about those choices, and those choices are detrimental. And if some people found out about those choices and the things, we've, they would never, ever speak to us again in life, right? But God shields that from people uh, because he loves you and he has an assignment for you. Uh, but sometimes we often forget, and then we look at other people, and we look at the mistakes they made, and um, we say they ain't no good. They're full of the devil, right? And they go into hell in a hay basket. And, you know, and I'll tell you, they they need Jesus. We'll tell people that they need Jesus, right, Uh, even though you do too. Right? And and it's important for us to understand that. Uh, So when Paul, uh, remember, here's what Paul was telling the uh, Thessalonians. The God of peace, right, because God is about peace and God is about love. Remember, man, God is love. God is love. But when he created a human being, he created us in three parts a body, soul, and a spirit. So there's a battle going on and some things that's going on that we're going to talk about. And we're going to talk about that spiritual piece today. We talked about the body, we talked about the soul, and now we're going to talk about that spiritual piece. So, uh, and he know that God needs all of us working together. So, in Genesis chapter 1 is a very familiar scripture to kingdom embassy because I talk about it all the time, right? And it says, "Uh, then God said, not anybody else Right? But then God said, let us make human beings in our image. This is what God said. I want you to understand that. I don't care what you look like. I don't care what color your dirt is. He said, I want to create human beings in my image. He said, I want them to be like us. Right? They will, watch this here, reign over the fish in the sea, birds in the sky, livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. That means you. I want you to understand something. God's ultimate goal when he created you was for you to control your environment. Right? So he gave you this body and, uh, and he gave you a lot of information. Right? And he downloaded it in your system before you was ever born. Right? And so he downloaded everything you needed in you uh, to be successful. Here's the beauty of it. He really uh, recreated himself, man, in you. Right? So what he did was, and when you read Genesis 2 and and, uh, 7, this is what 2 and 7 says. And this is real good. Right? It says, Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. But here's the big piece, Pam. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostril, right? And the man became a living person. So God saw this dirt, right, that he had created and he had formed it and the dirt was lifeless. So God decided that I'm going to get in the dirt and I'm going to work in the dirt, right? Uh, And I'm going to be in the dirt at all times, right? So he breathed into the man the breath of life and man became a living soul. So, so God says, in order for them to be successful and to run this thing the way it's got to be run, I got to be with them at all times, and I have to be in them at all times. He said, if I'm not with them and in, in them at all times, right, the enemy's gonna trick them, right, and make them believe they're nobody. Right? So people come along and tell you you're nothing, right? And you're not gonna mount anything, and we believe it. Even though God told us we were created in his image and his likeness, right? And remember, God is a spirit, right? But the way you can identify God is always, man, through love because God is love, right? And that's the biggest piece, right? So when we're dealing with this and we're dealing with what's going on, here's the, uh, uh I got this. It says, the spirit of God lives in you. Now, you have to believe that. Now, this is important because people are going to make you believe that you don't have God in you. They, they, they're going to make you believe that. And they're going to tell you, some people are going to tell you that you don't have God living inside of you. Right? And, and I want you to know, God says, when I created you, I created you with all the me. Right? Uh, and you have me. Now, the, the beauty of the human being is that we're three parts we're body. Soul and spirit. While well, body is that composite piece or that dirt piece that really communicates man with this world, right? And he's given us five senses, right, to take it and take it and we use those senses in order to operate in this world. But then he gave us this soul. And the soul is your mind, your intellect, and your willpower, right? And so you, now you got the body and now you have the soul and your mind, which is you really you, who you are as a person. Is your soul. That's why people are after because your soul drives the car. And that's important for us to understand that, right? But the spirit, man, is important. And that's why uh, I like the phrase you got to be born again, right? And because you really have to really, really understand that that spiritual peace is crucial in order to do kingdom work, right? Even though it's present, it'll lay dormant, Right? And then, and people don't operate it. But when you find someone that really understands that piece, you can tell it in their life. You can tell it. You can tell it by one thing: by the love they show. And you can see it's, it's so prevalent in their life, and God just oozes out of them, right? And you see it, and they just care about people. And it's important to understand that, right? Now, so I want us to understand this piece, right? Because the spiritual piece is important. So when you look into a mirror, right, you only see a reflection of you. You you don't really know what you look like. Uh, You look in the mirror, and the mirror gives you a reflection of you. So any event that you want to see if your hair is right, you go back and look in the mirror again. Right? And then you move it around, and now you get to see what you look like uh, as a person. Uh, But when you walk away, uh, you soon forget, me what I look like. Right? And then I kind of like take a snapshot and say, okay, I remember I got on this burgundy suit or I got on this beautiful dress and, and my flowers on the right side and my eyelash is just right. One of them is a little longer than the other. Right? So I got to trim it off. Right? Now, so, uh, and so I walk away. Now, I get to see what I look like physically. Right? But Derek, uh, the key, the thing that drives you, Brittany, is really your spiritual. Right, so what God wants to do is God wants to impact the world, but He wants to impact you, right? And I mean, impact the world through you, and He wants you to understand who you are. So He's screaming loud, "I never leave you nor forsake you." And you're like, "But He ain't there." He said, "I'm there." But if you were there, you would have been there when my mama died. I was there, man. Right, and and your mama didn't die because you are living and your mama, and you are, essence, your mother and your father, and you just continue to live, right? And, and so you say, like, I don't like them, but they're you, right? And so you don't, he said, now listen, understand this spiritual thing. Now, when I want to know what I look like with God, I have to go to the word of God, because the word of God is the actual mirror to show me what I look like in the eyes of God and how to move. So if I want to figure out how God want me to move, I got to go into the word of God because God speaks to us, man, through his spirit, right? So you got this battle going on and so God is kind of pour into us so much of him, right? So the world can change, right? So he's constantly, man, feeding us the healing, the deliverance and everything. He's bringing it, But our soul and our body sometimes is the battle going on, right? Because the world is telling us one thing, and God is trying to tell us something else, right? So Paul, when he wrote in Romans, he said, there's a war in my members. Whenever I desire to do good, evil is always present. He said, but it's not I, it's the sin that dwelleth in me. Then he says, in my flesh. Do other no good thing, right? He said, "A will to do it," but he said, "And it's important." Now let's let's deal with this thing for a second, because what God want to do, He wants you to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Well, what is it? You got to go to the Word of God, right? So when you get away from the Word of God, now you get into the philosophy of people, right? And some people, man, don't like you because you're a female. Some people don't like you because you're black. Some people don't like you because you're white. Some people don't like you because you wear cornrows. And some people don't like you because you wear a wig. Some people don't like you, man, because you're queer. They don't like you for whatever reason, but that's just them. They don't stop God from loving you. God said, I love you because I created you, and I know everything about you. He said, I want you to understand that. And the more we can understand who God is, and the more we can get into the word of God, and we see that God love us, and then we understand it, and we download it in our system, we'll take this thing and move the world one way or the other right so if you download the wrong information you will literally kill people in the name of god it happens all the time in religious wars right and so and god says listen uh, don't get this thing mixed up it's important to understand that when you measure everything it's really about loving right so so in, when paul was writing in rome and we deal with this spiritual issue and this battle we have what you call a sin nature right And our sin nature uh, is really an enemy against God. And because our sin nature, man, wants to do what we want to do. Well, God wants to impact our bodies. Why? Because he gave it to you, man, to move in this world. So he's constantly trying to move us in a certain direction. So when Paul was writing in Rome, he says, in verse number five, he says, those who are dominated by their sinful nature. That means you ignoring God and you're just concerned about what I want. And now God is on the back burner, man. It's about me. I don't care if it hurts you as long as I get what I want. Right? He says uh, they think sinful things. All they figure. You ever to deal with somebody, man. All they trying to figure out is how they can get something for nothing. Or they're always trying to figure out, man, how they can take advantage of somebody else. You know. And, and, you, and, 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 we, and we try to protect them. You know, I, I, uh, I was thinking one of my favorite, favorite people of all time, man, is Bill Cosby. I love Bill Cosby, you know, uh, and I love all the shows. I like his comedy and all that. And so when Bill Cosby got caught up in this mess, you know, it, was a, it turned into a black and white issue, right? Uh, but the thing was uh, he was doing something that he admitted. He says, I'm going to give a woman some drugs to influence her to have sex with me. I know it's wrong, so I'm going to do it in secret with her not knowing. I don't care how nice you are. I don't care how much money you donate to, whatever. You cannot destroy God's people. Your sin nature will have you trying to do stuff, man, that satisfy you. You know, R. Kelly could really write, and he's a great artist, but he had an issue, right? Now, I, I point them out because we all have them. Everybody say we all. all i right. just give you some examples of some people and understand what happened with this sin nature. right? So this sinful thing, and we're always thinking, and that's how you know you're dealing with your sin nature, and your spiritual man is almost like it's there and it's dormant and it has no impact because all I want to do is what I want to do. God is not in the equation. Now I want you to think about this here. Whenever I want to do wrong, I wanna, what I try to do is block God out so I can do me. Because if I bring God into the picture, Tiffany, it's going to condemn me and I'm going to feel some kind of way because I know it's not right. When well, God says, I know it, that's why I keep reminding you. Every time you get ready to do something wrong, that is wrong, and your sin nature said, no, nah, you can do it, who has control over you? Right? But in most cases, it's about hurting other people. And I know what I'm doing, uh, and so I'm trying to satisfy me. So he says, they always, now when you're being controlled by your sin nature, you're always thinking about sinful things, how to get over, how to get around, how I can take what somebody else don't have. I mean, what somebody else has. Right? How do I get their money? How do I get their wife? How do I get their girlfriend? How can I get their kids? What can I, how can I get what they have? Even though God has blessed me to have what I have, I want what you have. That's your sin nature. Because I'm not content. I'm not satisfied. That's the sin nature, right? And so when you read the word of God, the word of God is always about uh, looking at people, man, through the lens of God. So the spirit is always telling you, look at, before you do it, don't do it. Right. So the spirit is constantly pouring into you and trying to tell you that we got a plan. And if you roll with me, we're going to get this thing and we're going to win it. Right. But our sin nature uh, tells us no. So he says this here. Those who are dominated by their sinful nature thinks about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit, those who are controlled by God and his spirit. Watch what he says. All right think about things that please the spirit. How does God see this? What does God think about this? Is this right? Right? Uh, and so God is constantly trying to bombard us with it. That's why you don't even have to know who Christ is. God always reminds you about who he is. Right? Right? He said, I'm going to remind you in event that you don't know, he said, I'm going to remind you who I am because you really a part of me, right? Uh, I, I often um, talk to my son, and he just laughs. AJ just laughs because I can almost tell him what he's thinking before he ever thinks it. I said, AJ, I already know, man. He said, Dad, yeah. I said, I already know, right? So anybody got parents, man, they know I'm telling the truth, right? And here's the thing. Because you came from me. So I know this. God says, I already know what you're thinking. So I, I'm trying to hit you off. So I'm going to tell you what's right. Because your sin nature that I gave you, right, he says, you got to die to that thing because that thing will dominate you. Remember the Cain and Abel? He said, listen, be careful because sin is crouching at the door. Your sin nature is sitting there, man, trying to take control of you and trying to get you to walk away from God. Right? And and so God says, listen, we got an assignment, and I need you to focus in. All right, Now watch what he says in verse 6. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. It destroys relationships. It destroys your connection with God. People don't want to be around you anymore. Even your best friends don't like you when you're sinning. You don't even like people when they're doing it. Because it cuts off relationships. Sin destroys. It literally destroys relationships. Right? And and he, he wants you to understand it. He says, So let your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the spirit control your mind leads to life. Right? And peace. If you let God and you let the word of God control you, it leads to life. All of a sudden, man, he opens up your mind, he opens up avenues. He gives you relationship. You make connection and people do for you when nobody else thought they would ever do. He said, why did they do this? I, I can't understand. God is so good. Yes, because he was working on your behalf because you was led by the spirit. And I wasn't trying to take advantage of anybody. And that's why the spirit is so crucial. Right? And it's a battle all the time. Right? And you know nobody can fool anybody. You can't trick anybody. You can talk it Right, and Jesus said, "You know this, because you serve. Watch this. You serve me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. What comes from the heart touches the heart. You're not tricking anybody. Listen, your sin nature tells everybody else you're no good, and what you're up to. You think they don't know? They just don't say anything. How many people ever dealt with somebody and they thought they was slick, and you just didn't say nothing?" Yeah, uh, because the s- sin, the Holy Spirit in you, man, will reveal to you, man, they're not right. And sometimes He tell you, don't partner with them, don't deal with them, and you're like, no. But it's a good deed, so don't do it because it means you no good. That's the Spirit coming in. And the more you get into the Word of God, He will reveal to you. It's all have you ever read Proverbs chapter five and six and seven? So Proverbs. T- it talks about immoral women and all this kind of stuff, right? He said, and, and they're sitting there, and they're just crouching, and they're trying to sneak up on you. That's what sin do, right? But God won't let it sneak up on you, right? And so the more I understand that I need to be led by the Spirit, now watch the battle. I come in, and all this stuff is happening, and I know it's wrong, Alva. I know it's wrong. And they come into my soul, and my soul says, I like it. It feels good. I can make a lot of money. uh I can do these things, and you justify doing it, and the Spirit immediately tells you, "No, don't do it because you know it's not right." You're like, "No, but I can make a lot of money," and then you try to justify, and I can help so many people, and then down the road you caught up in a mess, and you ask somebody to write you a letter. <laughs> then I get then I get a letter says, "Pastor, tell them I go to church every Sunday." You know, I'd be sitting there, I'm like, the judge be like, Are you really serious, man? You just shot at somebody and did something crazy, and you get to get the pastor and you want him to say, Well, he's a good kid. He's always good. I said, I, He was 11 years old. He's 47. No, I didn't. I'm testifying when he was 11 in Bible study. Now, so, so understand what's happening. So he goes on and says this in verse 7 For the sinful nature is always hostile to God, it's always. Now, watch this thing. I'm, I'm going to wrap this thing up. I'm probably going to be out of here, right? It says, but it never did obey God's law, and it never will, the sin nature. That's why the Holy Spirit is so important. That's why God came, and he said, I got to fill you with my spirit. Now, in the event that you don't pay attention to the word of God and follow the word of God, you can't feel his presence because your intellect won't do it. Because we're in a cosmos, and God is a spirit, and he affects and impacts everything spiritually, right? That's why even if you don't, he will. So I tell people all the time, everything belongs to him, and he's a spirit, so he gets to move when nobody else moves. So I was telling the people at the, uh, uh, the homeless shelter, I was speaking at the Rescue Mission, I said, listen, do you know people give you money so you can eat and somewhere to sleep? Right? They don't even know you. You're drunk, drunk. Right? But somebody's taking millions of dollars, man, because they care about you. Because God knows you one of his children, and what he's trying to do is trying to influence you, man, to come back to him. So they try to tell you, come in, read the scripture, understand the word of God, and I'm hoping you get it, that it'll change your life. And now you can be productive and I can use you. But I got people, man, who already know who I am, who led by the spirit, is willing to pour into your life and don't even know who you are. God has been so good to you all the time, right? And so, understand that spiritual battle. So now, if I'm dealing with something, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm wrap this thing up real fast. Now, here's what happened. I want to read number nine, and then I'm going to wrap this up, Brittany. He says, but you are not controlled by your sinful nature, right? You are controlled by the spirit if you have the spirit of God living in you, right? Now, it's going to be good. Watch. Now, and remember that those who do not have the spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him. Because here's what happened. Some people, they really say it's about me. It's not about God. I don't care about God. It's about me and what I do. Right? And what God says, in order for you to really be who I want you to be, man, you got to recognize who I am so you understand I'm present in your life. And every decision you make, everything you do is because of me. Right? And once you understand that, he said lives inside. He said, "Then you know that we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. That don't mean you can type when you don't know how to type. That's not what he's talking about. It's that when you understand that I can come into a situation and when I need God, with God with me, man, we can get it accomplished. If I don't know how to do it, God will send somebody else who know how. You will never, ever, you always have someone with you all the time. But you have to recognize the spirit and understand it. he's with you. So now I go into a meeting and I think I'm the smartest one in the room. I don't care how many doctoral degrees they have. I don't care what theological seminary they went to. It doesn't matter. Whenever I go into a room that I feel like I'm the smartest one in the room, Edis. Because if God is with me, he's more than the world against me. And I say, if I go in there, he's with me and he's in me. So if God is in me, whatever conversation you have, he already got pre-knowledge of it. So whatever you talk, and sometimes he tell me, he said, don't you say nothing because you don't have enough information about this. You just be quiet and I'm going to make them think you're smart. He said, don't you say, so don't you say nothing. You just be quiet. You know, some of us go in and we just want to start rambling and we don't know nothing. We think we're pulling some off and we try. I send there just take over and we think we can snow people and people that know, know you don't know. And you just send a lot of words and they send back that they they just shut up. Because they don't know what they're talking about. But God, when you go there and I know I got God with me and he's in me, whenever I go somewhere, I know he's present. So I recognize him. So that's why I go in. I pray before. I was telling Derek this morning, I said, Derek, you want to do the opening prayer? So Derek always stops at my office, and he was like, hey, pastor, what you doing, man? You all right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, he said, he real cool. And I, I said, Derek, uh, would you do the prayer this morning? He said, I got to go, pastor. I got to get ready for this. <laughs> he said, I got to go, got to go, got to go. I said, let's talk. No, we got to go. I got a few minutes, and I got to get off to myself. Because in order for me to do this, I can't do it alone. Now, I, 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 even though you called me and you just told me, I can do this, right? But I can't do it alone. So I need to get off to myself, talk to my father personally before I address the people. Now I can do it. Now, somebody get up and say, man, he can't pray. They say, I don't care. It was God speaking through me. So now I ain't embarrassed. Did I say anything wrong? I wonder if I said it across the T. It doesn't matter when God is present. That's how powerful the Spirit is. Now, I'm about to wrap this thing up. I want you to understand how powerful this is. So when we're dealing with the world and the things that's happening in the world, and it comes in from the outside, Pentecost, and it's coming at you, and it's trying to tell you do things that you know is contrary to God, God's Spirit is going to reject whatever is wrong in your life. Hear me well. Everybody, God's Spirit is going to reject it. If you don't line up with it, it will overtake you. But if you line up with it, it will move you forward. And it will tell you, stay away from that. It don't mean you no good. Don't go into partnership here. Don't call her back. Don't call him back. Forget that. Ju- no, you don't. I got you. You don't need that. I can't believe they won't call me back for an interview. Guys, I know because I told them not to call you. Right? He said, you just focus on what I want. He said, and when I get ready, I'm going to move. Right? He says, but he's going to give you stuff, and he's going to help you reject stuff. You've got to be willing to reject it. But you've got to be in tune with the Spirit. So if you want to see what God wants you to be, you've got to get into the Word of God and let the Word of God be the guiding light in your life. There's not a situation that you'll ever come into that God would not help you through it. Now, some of us are too smart for our own good. We think we're smarter than God. But remember, God created you. When you was a water drop in your daddy's loins, God had already wrote your blueprint. And he already knew that you're gonna be really good. And what he wants you to be good at. And he wants you to know today that I'm present with you and I'm living in you. So I don't care what you're doing, know that I'm with you and I would never, ever leave you nor forsake you. So whatever you come up against, before you do anything, man, encounter me. Talk to me first. Before you make a decision, and I help you make the right decision. And then you'll never go wrong. Because I created you for a purpose. And the Spirit of God. Now that's why the enemy, that's why some of us are on drugs. That's why some of us are alcoholics. That's why some of us are sex addicted. Some of us are, The reason why all those things are happening is because the enemy. Is trying to stop you from doing what God wants you to do. And He's using anything He can, man, to get you off of kill. He's trying to throw all kinds of stuff in your life, man, to disrupt you. Because he knows if you turn it all over to God and you line up with God, he ain't got a snowball chance in hell. He doesn't have a chance. So he keeps distracting you. He throws stuff at you. Try this, do this. He's trying to distract you, but God says, listen. Focus on me, young people. Let me lead your life. Let me be the one that leads your guide. You. He said, because I'm a spirit, right? And a spirit can go anywhere, anytime. So however Dr. corner is, I'm there. He said, whatever situation, I don't care how bad. He said, I'm there. I'm present. Wherever you go, you can go to the heavens. I'm there. Wherever you go, I'm always present. But you have to recognize that. Because Satan is there too trying to distract you and trying to destroy you. That's why he says, great is he that's in me. He that really is into me and know who I am and into me, we can defeat Satan. We got to be able to defeat him because he's trying to destroy. Amen. So let's wrap it up by understanding this. There's three parts: your body, your soul, and your spirit. The soul is the piece man everybody want to get, want to grab a hold to. You. So God is trying to influence it through the spirit. If you want to get healed, if you really want to get healed, God can do it. Now, don't get me wrong. I know some people man are super deep, right? Uh, and they like, well, you know, I don't know if God can heal you. Any event that he chooses not to, physically, he can heal you spiritually. If God healed my legs today, I'm still gonna die tomorrow. Physically. This old house may dissolve, but my spirit is gonna continue to live. We're so worried about these physical things, but God says it really is a spiritual issue. Because people don't care what you look like. They care who you are. Who you are is what spirit is driving you. If people want to find out what you're about, it's about the spirit in you. And remember, God, has. if you he want to heal your body physically, he has the power to do it. If you don't believe it, man, ask people who had cancer. Ask people who had some issues in their life, man, that God healed them. He did. And some people, man, God, I told someone, I said, man, uh, I have the worst pain in the world, my knees, right? But they they only really come into play, man, when I'm done preaching. I don't have no pain now. My pain is zero. Right? But the minute I say, God bless you, you have a nice day, all the pain comes back. They let me know God said, I got this thing, man. He said, "You keep on." He said, "I can stop this whole thing whenever I want to." i will be like, "Lord, you need to do it." He said, "I got you." And there was times when I was in so much pain, Lance. I couldn't. I was crying, and the only body that could hear me was God. And I said, "God, you got to stop this here. They, they wouldn't give me no medicine, no nothing. They wouldn't shoot me in the back with nothing. And the guy said, "Okay, boom." We went from a ten to a one. God says, "At any point, He said I control this thing." He said, "I just want to make sure you're faithful because it's not about that." Is about your relationship with me. Amen? Amen. Trust God. Trust his spirit. Get into the word of God. Study the word of God. Don't let Pastor Duran tell you. Study the word of God for yourself so you can have a personal relationship with God. So when you call on him, he'll answer you. Everybody stand to your feet. (laughs) Give the Lord a hand clap. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, first of all, we thank you. We thank you for loving us. Thank you for creating us in your image. Thank you for always being present with us and being in us. And Lord, we ask you to help us understand who you are and, and trust you knowing that if we line up with you not only And I like that? I like better. But people that we impact will be in a better position because of us. Thank you, Lord, for using us as a vessel to impact the world. We love you so much for it. And, Lord, we ask you to bless those who are hurting, who are struggling emotionally, mentally, and physically. Let them trust you in the process and realize that you're there in the pain. You're there in the healing. You're always there. If they can lean into you, the world would be a better place because we would take that love and show it to other people. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your spirit. We magnify you We give you glory. And we ask you to come into our life and be the guiding light, the guiding factor in our life. We want every part of you in our life. We want to represent you. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for activating it in our life. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 Get the Lord. a a hand clap. <laughs> Is it? But, but don't sit down because I'm gonna dismiss. We're gonna give and do all this stuff in one in one walk, right? So, uh, thank you all so much for coming. I am so glad to be back home. Uh, we went to Philadelphia. It was a great vacation. Uh, family reunion, a we vacation because I didn't get no rest, but. It was a lot of fun. We enjoyed ourselves. Thank you all so much uh, for showing Dr. Abiodun so much hospitality. We appreciate it so much. We ask you all continue financially. We can't do uh, without you. It seems like when I'm gone, people like, "Well, I'm just going to hold out and I'm not going to give to Pastor Get Back, (laughs) right?" Remember, it's not about me. It's about your relationship with God. It's always about you and your relationship with God. We can't do the work we do without you. We have one a ministry that's so magnificent. called our City Serve Ministry, where we bless people. And I want you all, Camilla is going to do another workshop. We need you all to download the app. It's called City Serve. It's called Heroes, where there's people out there that's really struggling, and we can be a blessing, and we can give them resources, diapers. We've given out furniture. We have did all kinds of stuff for people in the name of what you guys have done. Thank you all for your financial contribution. Continue to bless us, all right? And we're going to bless the community because of you. Amen? We don't take the money and keep it. So we need you guys to make these things happen. We send kids to camp. We do a lot of things, but we can't do it without your giving. So please remember, it's, it's God that's blessing you to be a blessing to us, so we can be a blessing to others. Amen. Amen. Lord bless the offering. Bless everyone who have to give, and everyone who have something to give. Let them trust you in their resources. Lord, we ask you to not let anyone suffer because of when they give to the ministry. Lord, we ask you to continue to, to give your love to us as we show love to others. Bless this offering, Lord, and we ask you to bless those bondfully that, so people can give to them good measure, pressed down, shaken together, Lord, that their bosom be running over because people bless them. Thank you for this offering. And as we leave this place, never ever your presence. We always, 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 always want to be with you, and we want you to be with us. We thank you. We love you so much. God, our cars. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. The altar's open for those who want prayer. If you need prayer, the altar is up for the for the prayer words. Uh you can write a check, it's online. You know how to give. Amen.